The Israel Report with Rolin Marks. Check has just gone 18 past five. Welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 11.9 Chai FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Well, it's the time to get a full update as to what's happening in Israel. Joining us on the line, our correspondent, Rolin Marks. Rolin, good afternoon. Thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon. Always good to talk to you. What a way to end my week. <laughs> <laughs> and on Zoom for that matter, but okay, that's for another and discussion. And on uh, Zoom, indeed. which means that Michael can see whatever naughty things I'm doing in my office. We'll keep that for another discussion and for a surprise next time when we on our next time on the show, Rolene. Let's just uh, yeah put that aside for now and look at uh, a meeting that uh, transpired, I believe, at three o'clock. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with senior legal officials to prepare for this ruling. We wait in great anticipation tomorrow on Israel's military campaign in Gaza. Any feedback there? We don't have feedback what was said in the meeting. We do know that they're preparing for it in government. Spokesperson Elon Levy said that the, the Hague should throw out these spurious claims. But what we do know is that Israel has declassified more than secret, 30 secret protocols ordered by uh, the army and okay. uh, politicians, mm -hmm. uh, which Israel claims refutes some of the, um, the charges of genocide and presents evidence that efforts are being made to reduce uh, Palestinian deaths. Now, this was reported by the New York Times, very interesting, not reported by uh, local media before the New York Times. And this has been given to the, uh, the, the court at The Hague to, um, uh, to refute some of the accusations. Okay, so the New York Times stumbles upon this, uh, Rolina. Yeah, very interesting. No, no local platforms got to hear about this? And we did get to hear about it, but apparently the New York Times beat us to it. Oh, okay. As simple as that. Well, as I say, Rolene, as I said, rather, we wait in anticipation as to exactly what is going to transpire tomorrow. For now, Saturday being International Holocaust Memorial Day in the wake of 7:10. Over to you. I think it's very, very important now mm. more than ever that mm -hmm. we really, really internalize the importance of bearing witness. Uh, we have sworn as a people since the end of the Holocaust to always bear witness, to always tell the stories and never again. And now nearly four months ago, we learned the most horrific way, way that never again is now. And it doesn't start with gas chambers or crematoria or attacks on music festivals or in our peaceful communities communities which I've visited several times in the last uh, few months. But what we need to understand is that the Holocaust, the genocide of the Jews, in fact, the term genocide point after the Holocaust started with words. It started with the marginalization of of Jews uh, and in the Holocaust, other communities. And, and I say that on purpose because International mm -hmm. Holocaust Memorial Day is a day allocated by the United Nations. And uh, it is a day chosen to coincide with the liberation of the Auschwitz death camps. Uh, so the date is very, very significant. And we, we remember the over 6 million Jews marked for extermination, as well as other minority communities, Roma, 
Sinti, LGBTQ+, uh, and others termed undesirable by the Nazis, many people with um, uh, physical or mental handicaps, and, and, and so many other minority communities. And I think this year it's more important than ever. We have seen a rise of anti-Semitism, the likes of which I don't think we've seen since the Second World War in every single country in so many different ways. And uh, we mark this day around the time where the ICJ, as you and I have just spoken about, mm. will give their interim verdict. Now, I happen to agree with Franz Cronier, who was interviewed uh, by Howard a, a, about a week or so ago, where he said that, you know, regardless of the, the verdict, the intentions are for the word genocide to always be associated with the Jews. And, and we've seen this trajectory of this campaign very, very, very well organized and very well funded by uh, Iran, BDS uh, and their allies and their proxies. We've seen attacks on Jews, maybe not politically correct in, in some communities, morph into attacks on the legitimacy of the Jewish state. And it's not going to work because Israel is a sovereign state. We are a strong state. We are milit uh, militarily strong. We have a powerful economy. Uh, this despite only being 75 years uh, young, about thousands of years old. And now we are seeing it morph into a complete revision mm -hmm. of Jewish history, including this ludicrous claim of uh, genocide. I have just listened to a, a lecture that has been um, hosted on YouTube by the Jewish Federations of North America. It's called Navigating Myths, Humanitarian Law and Urban Warfare. It's about an hour long. I urge you all to have a listen to it and you will hear how to prosecute a war according to the laws of armed conflict and, and uh, humanitarian law uh, by two eminent military experts, which I think should be replaced, played on repeat for many, many people who are criticizing Israel. And you clearly can understand that Israel mm -hmm. is not conducting genocide. But this year, it's very, very important as we remember the Holocaust. As time marches on, we lose our Holocaust survivors, we lose our eyewitnesses, which opens up the opportunity for people to deny that the Holocaust happened and to revise history. And we have seen it. We have seen it in real time in the last four months as uh, anti-Semites and anti-Israelists um, deny the events of the 7th of October, uh, say that events did not happen. Um, we asked the question in the Holocaust, how was it that educated people, doctors, university professors, allowed for the Holocaust to happen? We are watching it in real time. We asked ourselves, how could our neighbors be uh, silent bystanders? We are watching it in real time. Everything mm -hmm. that our grandparents and our great-grandparents endured during the Shoah, during the Holocaust, we are now watching in real time, which is why uh, allies to the Jewish community have never been more important and more appreciated to all of you. I know there are so many of you, you yourself included, Michael, uh, the staff 
at Chai FM and the many Christians, uh, many Hindu people that listen to Chai FM. Thank you for being allies in this absolute critical time in uh, not just Jewish history, but world history, because what we are seeing is a horrific uh, repeat of history. And on Saturday, as uh, the world commemorates International Holocaust Memorial Day, I ask you all to bear witness and to share a story, not just of a victim of the Holocaust, but also a victim of the 7th of October. Certainly, that will be a talking point on Monday when we will be chatting against uh, Rolene. Looking forward to that chat as to uh, how commemorations of International Holocaust Memorial Day will have gone on Saturday. Rolene, Earlier on, I ran this uh, story by you. It seems as if we have protests escalating on both sides of uh, Gaza's borders. We have within Palestinians, especially particularly children today, wanting the war to end on the other side. Protesters wanting no aid to get through to Gaza until all hostages are returned. Take us through this. So we have two very interesting phenomena here. Mm -hmm. First of all, we have a second day of each. Yesterday, we saw protesters in Khan Yunus saying uh, they want an end to the war and release all the hostages. So we are definitely starting to see amongst many Palestinians uh, throughout this this war, uh, a realization and and blame apportioned not to Israel, Mm -hmm. not to Israel, but directly at the feet of Hamas. Yesterday, they were calling for the release of the hostages, the immediate release of the hostages. And today they were calling for peace and we want peace. Uh, I am hoping, I really am hoping that this is the people of Gaza saying Mm -hmm. this is enough. It is enough. We have seen not just Hamas's complicitness, but we have seen international players, and I'm talking to you, UNRWA, are being complicit in perpetuating a conflict that has now resulted in a war to end all wars. And on the other side of the border, we see the families of hostages saying, this is it, it's enough. We have sent in over 10,000 humanitarian aid trucks. We still have no confirmation on whether or not our family members have received their life-saving medications and we have not uh, received any more hostages. It's enough. We cannot keep sending in aid when we're not getting anything back. And uh, uh, we see this growing phenomenon also growing next week. And this is for you, uh, South African Jews. We will be having a protest here in Israel against the South African government's decision to take Israel to the International Court of Justice and in solidarity with you guys, because you guys have stood in solidarity with us. Interesting. As you're saying, as you emphasize there, Rolene, uh, enough is enough. We're seeing our civilians really voicing their uh, opinion on what's going on. Are we seeing a turning point in this war? As very quickly, uh, Rolene, just to conclude, uh, we did talk about this earlier on, if I pronounce this correctly, Shaktu Bishat Samaich, the celebration of the New Year of trees, as we love and leave you all from Chai FM and all listeners. That began at sunset yesterday and ends this evening on a brighter note. Happy New Year to the trees. Indeed. Rowling Marks, our correspondent from Israel, joining us on the line to bring us the latest on what's happening in Israel right now.